of the Road to Six radio show. As always, I'm Adam. I run the at Demboys underscore news Twitter account, and I'm here with my uh, host, Hayden. I run the uh, Cowboy Star Twitter account. How are you doing today, Adam? Doing pretty good. Feeling great after that uh, Packers beat down in Lambeau. Yeah, how was, uh, how was your weekend? You know, pretty good. Mainly just sat around, watched some college and NFL football. You can't beat weekends like that. Yeah, I actually got pretty sick over the weekend, so you know I wasn't mad about it because it gave me an excuse to lay on the couch, do nothing, watch some football. So, I mean, if you're going to get sick, it's better than missing missing class, missing work. I like to get sick on the weekend, so it gives me an excuse to do nothing. I uh, need to get sick more often because I just feel bad about myself because all I do is watch football on the weekends. But It's not a bad way to spend your time. I mean, it's, it's what 90% of America probably does on Saturday and Sunday. But the being sick part, that's not very fun. Yeah, so um, let's get into um, our Twitter questions that we had. Sure. Um, over the... So, uh, Corlone Mills asked a couple questions. The first question he asked was, with Zeke being the leading rusher, do we trade Darren McFadden if we keep him? Do we trade Darren McFadden? If we keep him, we have Zeke, Morris, Dunbar, and D-Mac. You know, that's that's a good question, actually, because that's a lot of running backs. And having Zeke and Alfred Morris, them two alone, are better than most teams' number one running back. Um, Darren McFadden did say he was ready to go, and he's eligible to be activated. Um, although the Cowboys, Jerry Jones said he wouldn't activate him or look, look into it more until after the bye week. You know, honestly, I think you do trade Darren McFadden. It's, it's nothing against Darren McFadden. But we could you we could get some good pieces out of him. He's a really good running back. What's your take on that? Yeah, I agree. You know, Dunbar's not even getting any playing time, and we see Morris only getting four to seven carries on a good game. Zeke's just carrying the load, and Alfred's doing a good job at the number two. Not really even a need for Dunbar, it seems. So McFadden, I don't see where he would fit in in there. I think you need to trade him. You could get something on the defensive end that would help us. Assuming McFadden does come back and we don't trade him, he'd Probably hop ahead of Dunbar to that three spot, right? Yeah, I would agree. And then I don't know what you do with Dunbar. Do you send him down to the practice squad? Do you release him? He's too good for the – they're all too good for the practice squad. Exactly. We just have too many good running backs. It's like, I don't know, someone's going to want that. Not a bad problem. <laughs> um, but you don't want four four spots taken up on the roster from all running backs when when two of them don't even get a carry per, per game. Yeah, there's a lot of other positions that you can have on the roster besides four running backs, especially, like you said, two of them aren't even going to get any carries. Yeah, so any other uh, Twitter questions over there? Yeah, so uh, Corlone Mills also asked, would you like to see um, Escobar traded? You know, I I don't mean this in a mean way to Gavin Escobar, but I I don't really care. I, I'm sorry, I mean, Escobar... He's a good player, but he doesn't really have an effect on the 2016 Cowboys, at least not one that we can see. 
Uh, Jason Witten's obviously the man, and then Swain is really kind of taking over that that second tight end. Yeah, Swain's had a pretty good year, and like you said, Escobar really hasn't done anything. I think he's battled with injuries and stuff, and who knows, Witten could go another five years the way that old man is stiff-arming people and all the types of things he's doing. I mean, he's yet to miss a game in the NFL, if I'm right. Yeah. That's, I, that's insane, and I don't know what kind of guy Escobar is in the locker room. Behind the scenes, he might be a big part of the team, but... You know, on the field-wise, I, I don't think he's really needed. And I don't think that there's really anything worthwhile that you could get out of him no. in trading him. I don't know who's going to – I mean, there's plenty of tight ends to go around. Escobar's a good tight end when he's healthy, but – And I don't know how old he is, but I know he's not young. So so the ceiling there, I don't think it's too high. No, I don't think – I don't think you And then will. down on the practice squad, you got Rico Gathers, which, speaking of ceilings – his ceiling is, we don't even know how high it is. Right, he's a basketball His player. athletic ability is insane. So he could be pretty good in the future, and he's young. Yeah, and like you said, Swain. I mean, Swain's looking good. He's young. Two young tight ends right there. I don't know that, I mean, I guess he just held on to Escobar, but I guess just have him as a backup tight you end. You can get some pieces out of him or some cash or something. I'm all for doing Trades. that. Nothing against uh, Escobar, but. That's what I'm down for. Yeah, if you can get something out of him, I'd say definitely. Any other questions there? Shout out to Coral alone, by the way. Two good questions. Definitely. Um, we have a question from Dallas Desane at Wampus Cats. 15, whatever that word whatever, is. Whatever that person is, they ask, if we bench Romo, should we look into some trade offers for him? Hmm. Uh, that's something that's being discussed on pretty much every talk show I turn on, uh, first take, undisputed, you know, everything I've turned on, they're talking about that. As of right now, no. No, you don't do that. What do you think? Yeah, I agree. I mean, yeah, we've, we're we 5-1 and one with Dak, and he's looking great, but I think it's still too early. What if he gets hurt? What if he starts to play bad? But, you know, if the right offer comes along, I mean, Denver needs a quarterback. What if they offered something crazy? To try to get that. If they if they offered Von Miller, and Dak Prescott keeps doing what he's doing, hey, I'm I'm all oh. for that. Yeah, we don't see that happening. But if like something like that happened, then yeah, you definitely have to take it. But it just really depends on the offer. But right now, I think it's too early to tell. I just think there's too many ifs when you talk about that. Uh, Dax, he's only played six games in the NFL. I mean, he, he's great. We're five and one with good wins, but he's played six games in the NFL. Uh, nobody's perfect. He's not going fifteen and one. I'm sorry. I just don't think you can trade a veteran like Romo. Yeah, I agree. Um, and then the next question is from Brian Matthews. He said, "Will we make a trade for a good pass rusher? This is this could, this move could make a, the Cowboys a serious contender." You know, I think the Cowboys already are a serious contender, but a pass rusher could take them to the next level. Um, I don't know who we're gonna trade to get that pass rusher. Maybe like Corlone Mills said, we could trade Darren McFadden or, or Gavin Escobar and see what we can get out of that. Maybe but, throw in a couple late-round picks as well. Yeah. But, yeah, I saw something the other day that actually said – I saw something the other day that actually said that we have a chance to get Cameron Wake. I'm not really sure how reliable that source was, but that would definitely be a good add for the defensive end position. Yeah, I mean – Anything there. I saw Demarcus Lawrence. His, his MRI went well. I think I said he'd be back against the Eagles, correct? 
Yeah, I believe so. And obviously, when he's on the field, that's a completely different defense. Yeah, and the the defense has actually been great this year. Uh, pass rush. I saw a lot of times on Sunday versus the Packers where we just weren't getting to Rodgers. And if Rodgers was the Rodgers of three years ago, that defense probably would have been torn up. Yeah, definitely. But transitioning into that game, I mean, we yeah, let's had, talk about that. Yeah, we had four turnovers in that game, three fumble recoveries, and a pick. I mean, you can't really ask of any more out of your defense than that. I mean, they really they exposed. Even though they didn't get to Aaron Rodgers, they exposed him and made. He sat in the pocket there for like. 10 seconds sometimes it seemed like it was he could ridiculous. not find anything the secondary was shutting it down byron jones had a couple nice pass breakups i mean everyone was just doing their part yeah you uh usually can't give any quarterbacks that amount of time uh we i guess we you could say we got lucky having aaron Rodgers back there which is really weird that i'm saying that um the one pass that he really missed on defense left was it jordy nelson wide open the end, end zone and he threw it, what, five yards over his head? Yeah, you just don't see Rodgers miss those kind of passes. He's just such an elite quarterback, but he's really struggling. Something's going on in his head right now. So I guess you could say Dak Prescott's better than Aaron Rodgers, right? Right now, yes. Yeah, right now, I guess you could hey, say it. Which... Five and one, three and three, I'll take the five and Sounds one. Sounds hilarious, <laughs> but uh, yeah, I'll take Dak so far. Yeah, so when we look at the comparisons and numbers... Both teams had 24 first downs, which makes sense because the Packers had the ball more in the second half, obviously. Um, the Cowboys had more yards with 424 and 372 mm-hmm. yards for the Packers. Um, the Packers actually had more passing yards, but that's because Zeke had 150 yards, 157 yards on the ground. Yeah. So. I mean, the Cowboys are a run-heavy team. Uh, really, the, the Packers tore up the Cowboys' defense yardage-wise. Uh, especially in that drive where I think they got down to the three-yard line and then that Rodgers fumble happened. I mean, yardage-wise, the Cowboys were giving up pretty big chunks of yards. Yeah, but they were really getting those stops in the red zone and holding them to Mason Crosby field goals. The Ben don't break defense strikes again. Maybe that's the way to go. Yeah, if you can hold Aaron Rodgers and not let him in the end zone when he gets to the red zone, that's pretty impressive, and they did it several times. I saw that statistically... The Dallas defense is 7th in the NFL, allowing only 17.8 points per game. That's ridiculous. Yeah, I think last year it was upwards to 25 to 30 in that range. That was, it was bad last year, and I don't know what happened. I mean, I guess we have Sean Lee this year, but, and Claiborne's playing good. Speaking of Claiborne, he looks like he should be playing this week, I'm guessing. But, you know, they've they've come together and they're all playing their parts and they're they're looking good this season spoke on the Dallas defense and in, in, uh, improving this year and Sean Lee played a big part in that he's actually fourth in the entire NFL in tackles 57 tackles so far this year yeah and I mentioned or I tweeted during the game that it seemed like Sean Lee was literally in on every tackle if you watch him he is just such an amazing player when he's healthy he literally he gets to everything. Everything. He'll be on the other side of the field, and somehow he'll swoop in and get the tackle. And and he's he's good against the run, but he's a really really good cover linebacker. He can drop into coverage. He can play man defense. Yeah, he is just a great talent, and it's a it's awesome when we can finally have him on the field for six games in a row. Yeah, Cowboys won that game thirty to sixteen. In case you missed it, I hope you didn't because it was a great game to watch. What was your favorite play from that game? My favorite play 
would have to be Lucky Whitehead. Um, oh, you stole mine. That that jet sweep. Um, thank you to the Packers for those two timeouts. They uh, bought us a little extra time. Lucky Whitehead set up the two passes from uh, Prescott to Williams and Butler for the touchdown. I mean, we had no time left, and I don't know why the Packers wouldn't just take a four-point deficit going into the locker room. We're getting greedy, and and you stole my play of the game, so I guess I'm just going to have to say I agree. But, uh, yeah, great play call by Linehan there. Um, I'd like to see some more Lucky Whitehead. Yeah, Lucky really runs that jet sweep pretty well. I think you could even get him some more carries like that, but I think you need to play him in the passing game a little more. He's so fast, and... He could be a good slot receiver. He's a speedy guy. Yeah. And uh, him, Cole Beasley, Des Bryant on the field all at the same time, not to mention Terrence Williams and Jason Witten. Um, hey, and Ezekiel Elliott, the offensive line, uh, Dak Prescott. You can you can really say every single player, but the receiving core especially is, is something special with Lucky Whitehead. Yeah, and you can also say Cole Beasley has definitely stepped up this year. I mean, Dak really likes him a lot, and – He's just a really good route runner. I mean, you saw that one play oh, in the end man. zone. He he got that. that Bless that guy's soul because he got hurdled by Zeke too. So, I mean, that was just a rough game for that guy. Very rough game for that guy. <laughs> Cole Beasley, that was an awesome route because he acted like he gave up on the route, like the ball wasn't coming to him. And then he just took off and, and, and made that cut, and he was wide open. That was amazing. Yeah, um, like you said before the show, they're saying that Beasley is one of the quickest receivers, like quickest receivers, yeah. Route running wise, not the fastest, not the quick. He's, he's not the best at anything, but he's a really quick guy. He's a smart route runner, and he's a he knows really how to get good receiver. Knows how to get open, and that's the most important part of being a receiver. So as we're talking about the offensive side of the ball, let's uh, transition. How do we go this far without talking about Zeke? Yeah, I was thinking the same thing, Ezekiel Elliott. Against the number one rushing defense in the NFL, what was the exact number ran for? I know around a buck fifty. One hundred fifty-seven, just complete exposure. That's unreal, and and it, he didn't even have like, yeah, he had some yard, some big runs, but he didn't have that one giant one that boosted his stats. They were real runs. Yeah, he had a lot of like twelve to twenty yard runs, and. Green Bay had not given up a run over 20 yards the whole season, and I'm pretty sure Zeke had like three or four of them on them. Coming into the game, they averaged giving up 42 yards per game. Zeke, what, quadrupled that? Yeah. Yeah, that's just that's insane. That's insane. Zeke now still leads the NFL in rushing yards, uh, and it's not even close. I think there's a 120-yard separation between first and second place. Yeah, it might even be more than that. It's he's just run out. He's running out with this rookie of the year race, in my opinion. And like I said on the last podcast, he leads the NFL in first downs, which to me that's the most important stat for a running back. Yeah, the important stat I see is five point six yards per carry against the Packers. I mean, that is the number one rush defense they're saying, and to get five point six yards per carry when they know you're going to run the ball. Yeah, we're just shoving it down their throat. We're saying, look, here's our offensive line, best in the NFL. Here's our running back, best in the NFL. Stop us. I dare you. And they couldn't. And here's our rookie quarterback throwing to Beasley, Butler. Throwing to our little white receiver and a guy that's known for dropping the ball. Sorry, Terrence Williams. And won't go out of bounds. And then Bryce Butler, who no words needed. (laughs) (laughs) All right, let's let's not bash on him too much. But what we're saying is they know we're going to run the ball at the gut. 
they still can't stop us. Even the number one rushing defense in the league. So what's that tell you? It just, I mean, that tells you what kind of game plan the Cowboys are putting together. I mean, is Jason Garrett finally understanding what kind of calls to make as a coach? And they're drawing a lot of comparisons to the 2014 team. I don't compare him to that because I think they're a lot better. Yeah, the 2014 team didn't really have a defense. They just kind of outscored everyone. This team is scoring a lot, but the defense is holding them too. The defense is making stops when it needs to make stops. And the best thing about the offense, they can move the chains. Moving the chains is the most important thing. Zeke has the most first downs out of all running backs, like you said. How many times have you even seen the Dallas offense go three and out? I I honestly can't think of the last time they did. Yeah, they really, now that you say that. Even when they punt, I mean, (laughs) they convert a couple first downs before they punt. Yeah, and usually if they're not getting a touchdown, they go down at least get a field goal. I mean, you get within 60 yards, you're in Dan range. (laughs) Yeah, you got to credit that to uh, the offensive line and Zeke. Coming back to Zeke, I mean, what's the limit for him? He's improving every week. Yeah, his he's getting so much better every week. I don't see I don't see how he could get much better, but if he just maintains what we he's We said up, that last week. <laughs> yeah, if he just maintains what he's doing, I mean, he might win not just rookie of the year, but MVP. Yeah, I remember we were talking about that last show. I said, I mean, Zeke is obviously the front runner for rookie of the year with Dak. Um, but could we start talking about Zeke for MVP and we both agreed that, you know, not yet, but one week later we're talking about it. Yeah, he's certainly moving his way in that direction, and if he keeps these up, keeps these games up, I don't see how you can keep him out of that conversation. I think I saw on Twitter somewhere a, a Des Bryant quote, and he said, the way he's running, Zeke's going for over 2,000. And I agree with him there. If Zeke goes for over 2,000, you've got to hand the MVP to him, right? Yeah, MVP, Rookie of the Year, any other uh, awards they can just hand his every way. every award, even if it's, he's not just qualified hand him, for it. Just hand us the Lombardi Trophy then. Honestly, if, if a rookie running back's running for that, he, we deserve every trophy. Give us the NBA Finals Trophy. Give us a World Series Trophy. Let's get all the trophies. Stanley Cup. Yeah, who cares about hockey? True. <laughs> so, uh, all the success Zeke is having... Let's look at all the first-round picks the Cowboys have had lately. A lot of people bash their drafts, but when we look back at it, their first-round picks are pretty solid. Yeah, going back about a half a decade to 2010, Des Bryant, pro bowler, Tyrone Smith, pro bowler, 2012, Morris Claiborne. He's getting there. He had a rocky start to his career. but Yeah, rough but start, but you know. He's getting there. Yeah. After that, in 2013, we got Travis Frederick out of Wisconsin, pro bowler. 2014, Zach Martin, pro bowler. Byron Jones, not a pro bowler, but that dude's good. Yeah, he's and making plays this year. In 2016, Ezekiel Elliott. So the Cowboys in the first round in the last half decade have drafted better than any team in the NFL. Yeah, you can definitely argue that. They drafted almost an entire offensive line. They got those three guys. And they also got Lyle Collins last year. Yeah. He was supposed to be a top five pick out of LSU, but was accused of killing his girlfriend he was really not guilty and we basically got him for next to nothing so jerry really has built that offensive line and got his got his um wide receiver and des got his wide receiver <laughs> got his running back in zeke and his quarterback in prescott so he really built for the future yeah not gonna lie from 2011 to 2015 the drafts were boring as a cowboys fan because we're getting all these offensive linemen all these guys that don't really get the spotlight but that's how you build a team correctly. 
And that's why the Cowboys are a contender today. Yeah, that's why this season they could take Zeke. That's the flashy pick, but they had built their offensive line, and they just needed to get that elite guy back there that could could run behind that amazing offensive line that they've built there. I meant to give him a shout-out last week, but shout-out to Vernon Eversole on Twitter, uh, at VernDog77, the guy that even after, I think, five weeks, said that Zeke was a bust and the Cowboys wasted a pick on Zeke. And if I remember correctly, he still stands by that. I don't understand how you can say Ezekiel Elliott's a bust. You know, I think he's an Alabama fan. That's my personal opinion. Uh, he remembers opinion. the Sugar Bowl yep. from 2014. Yeah, he's either an Alabama, Oregon, or a Michigan fan. That That's my only thing that I have against him. Because how can a guy run for 8.9 yards per carry against the Bengals and you say that he's not good? I don't yeah, understand. Yeah, the best front seven in the NFL. And, that guy's just a hater. He's an idiot. He calls himself a Cowboys fan. But let's... Come on, man. That's our come on man of the week right there. Definitely. Um, moving forward, what do you see in the NFC this year uh, as, as far as the playoffs go? You know, right now, I have the one seed at the Vikings. Looking at their schedule, it is so simple. It's hard to not put them undefeated, but like... They're the Vikings. They're not going to go undefeated. So I have them at 13-3. and three. Mm-hmm. It's my one seed. My two seed I have coming out of the East, obviously, the Cowboys. Oh, yeah. 13-3 and three I have the Cowboys at. That is assuming uh, everyone is healthy. That's just as of right now, everything, that's, everything that the Cowboys are doing. So you're giving the Cowboys a loss to the Vikings? Yes. And oh, then you. I have a loss to either the Eagles or the Steelers. Now, if Big Ben's not playing, I'll take the win at the Steelers. Landry Jones. Yes, sir. And then uh, number three, coming out of the NFC West, I have the Seattle Seahawks, 11-5. and five. I actually have a pretty tough schedule, so that's why I have them at 11-5, but they'll still win their division, I feel like. And then at the number four seed, I have out of the NFC South, the Atlanta Falcons at 11-5. and five. Um. I just don't see anyone in their division that can beat them. I kind of think they're overrated, and they will top off, but everyone's so bad in their division that mm-hmm. it's not even close. So my two wild cards are the Cardinals and Packers, and I have them both at 10-6. and six. I think the Packers are going to get hot eventually. Uh, Aaron Rodgers will get it going. And then my first team out is the Washington Redskins at 9-7. and seven. Not even close to the Cowboys, but the first team out of the playoffs. So what are your rankings before we move on and say who we think is going to win that. Yeah, so so each divisional winner. I had trouble with a few of the divisions. Uh, my one seed is our Dallas Cowboys, 13-3 uh, and three just like you, but I, I don't see the Vikings going 13-3 and three as well. I'll get into that in a second. Um, I just think the Cowboys, really when you look at their schedule, there's not a game on there that you can say, hey, they're going to lose this one. So... There is a chance. I'm not saying it's going to happen. There's a chance to go 15 and one, um, but I think they'll lose two more games on the schedule. 13 and three, unreal record, and that's going to set them up for that one seed and and the bye. Uh, coming in at number two from the NFC West, my least favorite team in the NFL, actually, um, the Seattle Seahawks. I'll get into that on another show. Why they're my least favorite. But it's the Seattle Seahawks. You know, that defense is unreal. I got to hand it to them. Russell Wilson is great for that system. And the Seahawks, I think they go 12-4. and four. Uh, At number three, I got the Falcons. Like you said, the division is 
horrible. That Panthers team is one in five. It that that division is a joke. So I do think the Falcons are overrated, but you know they're not gonna not win the division. So I've got them at twelve and four, winning all their division games, uh, except for that first one they lost to the Buccaneers somehow. Um, and at number four, this is where our rankings really differ. I've got the Vikings. I just think they're playing way over their head right now. It's not gonna last. Uh, you know, a bye week does one of two things. It helps you a ton or it hurts you a ton. And I think it's going to hurt the Vikings coming out of this week. I don't see them being the same team. I've got them at 11-5. and five. Um, So they're 5-0 and oh right now. I've got them at 6-5 and five to finish the season in their next 11. I just think they're playing way over their heads. Sam Bradford is not going to lead you to, to you know, great record. I mean, 11-5 and five is good, but Sam Bradford is not going to lead you to 13-3 and three in my opinion. And they don't – who's their running back? Uh, Jarek McKinnon. So they don't really have a serviceable running back. You can't win in this league without a serviceable, serviceable running back. You can win, you know, games against teams not as good as you, but you're not going 13-3. and three. I'm sorry. Yeah, I I only put that looking at their schedule because, you know. Yeah, I mean, their schedule's easy. Yeah, their schedule's but, bad. I, I can see it from your side, but then again, you know, Bradford has been playing out of his mind, so is McKinnon. It's probably not going to keep up, but still, their schedule is so easy that I see them only losing In the three NFL, games. there's no easy games unless you're playing the Cleveland Browns. So, you can, you can lose a game on any given Sunday. Yeah. I'm sticking with my 13-3. and three. You're sticking right. with I'm, your I tried to 11. persuade you, but you're not buying no, into it. I'm going 13-3. and three. I, I don't think they're that good. I think they'll follow the playoffs early, but... I just see their schedule. I think too we should easy. place a bet on over under twelve wins. That's a good over under. We should do that. Me versus you. All right, winner has to buy the other one two ten piece nuggets from Burger King. That works for me. All right, let's small, shake on it. Let's shake fry. on it. Small fry. Ooh, all right, small fry. So we did just shake on it. I know you can't see it. We just shook on that. So remember that. I've got the Vikings under twelve wins. He's got them over. So you're going to be owing me 20 nuggets and a small fry. And if it is 12 wins, all of our listeners get... Yeah, no. No, just kidding. But um, If it is 12 wins, we can tie. Um, anyway, back to the, the rankings. My wild card teams are... The first one, I've got the Packers, 11-5. and five. I, think, I don't think Aaron Rodgers is going to let this team turn into a dumpster fire like the trajectory that it's on right now. Um... You know, obviously they don't look great. Cowboys handled them, made them look like a preschool team. But I just don't see the Packers going down like that. They've got too good of a team. Uh, so 11-5 and five for Green Bay. Coming in at the second wildcard spot, I've got the Arizona Cardinals at 9-7. and seven. A lot of people think, hey, their schedule's easy. They're going to win the division. Uh, not with the Seahawks there. Um I don't see the Cardinals winning a lot of games. I think they're going to go 9-7. and seven. But they're, they're nothing special. They'll be a quick out in the playoffs. So let's go ahead and move on to the divisional round. What do you have? Okay, so I actually have the Packers upsetting the Seahawks in the Ooh. first round. I think Aaron Rodgers is going to get hot and expose that um, Seattle defense. That and, would be something. And then I have the Falcons over... The Cardinals, the Battle of the Birds, but I have, I'm have i going to take the Falcons in that one. So then the matchups are going to be Cowboys and um, Falcons. Yeah, that's right. 
Cowboys and Falcons, and I will definitely take the boys in that because the Falcons are overrated, but they get an easy game playing the Cardinals in the first one. Not an easy whole regular season, and then they get an easy first-round game according to your projections. Yeah, that's that would be the best scenario for them if you're a Falcons fan. Um, and then the next game would be um, I had the Packers and the Vikings. So I'm going to take the Packers in that game, actually, another upset pick and then I also took the Cowboys over the Falcons so my NFC championship matchup is the Cowboys and the Packers at AT AT&T Stadium the rematch Dez caught it yes Dez did catch it and I will take the Cowboys by two Dan Bailey field goals there you go so for my wild card round I've got the Cowboys or I'm sorry the Falcons beating the Cardinals and the Packers beating the Vikings which would set up a Cowboys versus Falcons game which I think really does favor the Cowboys because the Falcons aren't going to stop the uh, Dallas rushing attack. So I'm taking the Cowboys there to the NFC Championship. And the other divisional game is the Seahawks versus the Packers. And I just think the Seahawks are too much for the Packers. I've got Seattle winning that one in in a close game. And that's going to leave an NFC Championship of the Cowboys versus the Seahawks. And I'm going to go ahead and make a bold prediction here. I've got the Cowboys blowing out the Seattle Seahawks in the NFC Championship. Wow. I mean, certainly not surprising the way the Cowboys offense has been lighting it up and the way the defense has been playing lately. I don't care how we get it done, but as long as we get there, I'll I'll help I'll hope my prediction is wrong as long as we get there. Okay, so let's go ahead and move into all of the NFL, the top five power rankings. What is your top five? My top five right now, I have at number one, the Minnesota Vikings. My thing is, they're undefeated. I don't really believe they should be there. But since they're undefeated, you deserve to be number one. They're the only undefeated team. So then at number two, I have the New England Patriots. As soon as the Vikings lose, I will move them right up to number one. Tom Brady, Gronk, Martellus Bennett, everything they have going for it. Just always a solid defense, good O-line, just everything. Bill Belichick, I mean, you can't say enough about them. Um, number three, I have the Seattle Seahawks. Same record as the Cowboys, or same losses as the Cowboys. Um, they've been the two of the last three Super Bowls. I believe they should be up above the Cowboys, but I believe the Cowboys will move ahead of them. And like Hayden said, I think I think they'll beat them at some point, whether it's in the playoffs, when it's whether when it's in the playoffs. I think they're going to beat them at some point. Um, and then number four, I have the Cowboys right behind the Seahawks. But like I said, we. Well, we've talked about them already, but I believe the Cowboys will move ahead of the Seahawks. And then number four, I have the Steelers, if they have Big Ben, but right now it's not looking too good for them, so I'm going to put the Falcons, even though I believe they're overrated. I think they deserve to be there the way they've started the season. So what do you do if the Steelers don't have Big Ben? Steelers don't have Big Ben, I've got to put the Falcons there. If And I would move the Steelers probably back to, like, 12, I would say. Landry wow. Jones just doesn't get it done. Landry Jones is definitely not going to win any titles, uh, to be honest. So my Power 5 is a little different than yours. Same teams, just different order. Uh, at number 1, I've got the New England Patriots. Their loss came with Jacoby Brissett, um, so I'm not going to punish them for that. They've got Tom Brady back. Like you said, Brady, Gronk, uh, Martellus Bennett, Belichick, the system. The Patriots are head and shoulders above everyone in the league at this point, in my opinion. Um, and at number two, just because of their 5-0 and record, I've got the Minnesota Vikings. Uh, 
I don't even know who their running back is. Who is it? Jarek McKinnon? Yeah, just for that reason, I'm I'm not too high on the Vikings. Like I said earlier, they're playing way above their head. Uh, they're not for real, if you ask me. Um, but just based on the 5-0 and start, you've got to put them in that two spot. At number three, I've got our Dallas Cowboys. I just think they've deserved it. They're they're five and one with a rookie quarterback, rookie running back, only getting better, which is a scary thing for the league. So I've got to put them at number three, at four, and this is where we flip flop. You've got the Seahawks three, Cowboys four. I've got the Cowboys three and the Seahawks four. Uh, like you said, they've made a Super Bowl appearance two of the last three years. I don't like them, but they're good. Uh, led by the defense, they've got a good system on offense. I've got the Seahawks at four. And at fifth, I've got the Falcons. And the four and five spot was hard for me because the Seahawks and Falcons did play this Sunday. It was pretty evenly matched and ended because of a controversial call, a pass interference on Julio Jones at the end of the game that clearly should have been called. And that would have put the Falcons in field goal range. And they lost by two. So really the Falcons should have won that. But I'm gonna, I'm still going to put them below the Seahawks just because they lost. Um, so that's my top five right there. Yeah, so um, that's going to pretty much do it. I mean, we didn't talk about the Dak or Romo um, controversy because you hear it everywhere. It's so cliche now. That's all anyone can talk about on Undisputed or First Take. That's all anyone ever talks about. So we just try to stay away from it. It doesn't really matter because whatever Jerry's decision is, he's going to make it and we're pro Cowboys. We're not pro Prescott. Yeah, I'm not or a, I'm not a Dak guy. guy. I'm not a Romo guy. I'm a Cowboys guy. Whatever decision they make, I'm going to support it. Um I don't really care. It's it's not up to me. It's up to to you know Jerry Jones and Jason Garrett. So either way, I'm on board with it. Whoever they play, I'm going to support and Whoever gets the wins, that's all I really care about. The wins is all that matters in my book. Now, unfortunately, whoever they play, the media is still going to be talking about it because even if basically if the Cowboys don't win the Super Bowl, they're going to look back and say, oh, should have played Dak or, oh, should have played Romo, no matter what the Cowboys do if they don't win a Super Bowl. So it's going to be annoying no matter what. You just turn off the TV. We'll try not to talk about it as much. We, we avoided it on this show up until now, of course. But, uh, yeah, it's annoying. Yeah, if we don't bring home the hardware, it seems like no matter what our decision was, it was wrong. And actually, um, I just remembered our fun fact of the day of Ezekiel Elliott. Do you uh, want to share it with oh, us? Ezekiel Elliott, not only is he the NFL rushing yards leader, but he has more rushing yards than 25 NFL teams combined. That yeah, is... I wish. No, yeah, that's just an insane stat. 25 teams, he has more than their entire team has rushing. He's one guy. I mean, our insane O-line has helped him get that too, but most yeah. yards after contact. Yeah, and people were trying to, trying to, you know, say Zeke's success is only because of the O-line, but Ezekiel Elliott's number one in the NFL in yards after contact, so that kind of throws that argument out the window. I'm not saying that the O-line isn't, you know, magnificent, but Zeke is a big part of the success. Definitely. So that'll do it for this edition of the uh, Road to Six radio show. Um, you can listen to this on iTunes, obviously. If you have an Android, just let us know and we'll send you the link to listen to it. All right, that's going to do it. Go Cowboys!